If you enjoy our content and think this is important material, the best compliment you can pay is by sharing this with your friends and family. This helps us out a lot. Also, if you enjoyed today's program, please like, comment, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We would love to hear from you. Truth in My Days podcast is sponsored by the Truth in My Days ministry. Welcome to the Truth in My Days podcast, where we defend the Word of God against the challenges of men. Hello all. Just as a reminder, this is part six of a multi-part series. Today, we have Sonia interviewing John. The Gospel according to John is challenged by skeptics because it is so different from the other three Gospel books. Presenting a clear picture of Jesus as the divine Son of God and a clear picture of the gospel of salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Skeptics have long claimed that John was published late in AD 90s and that these elements are legendary elements that developed over a long period of time. However, these attacks are bogus. First, as we saw, even if John had been published in the 90s, that would still have it be within the lifetime of eyewitnesses who could confirm or deny these elements. People today can remember back to World War II times and the Holocaust. True, average lifespans were shorter in Roman times than today, but that was mainly because deaths in childhood and military encounters. Those who survived could expect to live as long as we do today. In fact, liberal scholars seem to realize this and originally claim the gospel books were written after A.D. 130 and John no earlier than A.D. 160. These dates were set forth by one F.C. Bauer on the basis of not evidence but philosophical musings about how Christianity might have come about. This is why it is so important for us to demand actual evidence for such claims. In this case, the discovery of a fragment of a manuscript of the Gospel according to John that dated to AD 125 at the latest proved that the supposed assured results of critical scholarship were wrong. Skeptical scholars were first to admit that all the Gospel books date to the first century, which does not allow for enough time for legends to develop and be incorporated into these writings. Legends do develop through the years about historical characters, but what we believe about Jesus was there from the very beginning. Furthermore, by pushing the gospel books late, liberal scholars make Paul's letter the earliest New Testament writings. And there is nothing in John that is not already in Paul. Nevertheless, some evangelical scholars have been induced to even denying the historicity of the gospel according to John and treating it as mere wisdom literature rather than historical narrative. Now we continue our discussion. Uh, let's, let's continue in this discussion and, and see what else comes up. I don't disagree with you too much on that point. No. I think John is studded with historical details. Yeah. Maybe you called them nuggets. That's not a bad way of describing John. Okay. But I think the synoptics are more than just some nuggets. Uh, and it, but uh, Okay, so let me just add to pursue okay. it then. I mean, John, I think both of us are agreeing that John is not historically accurate. It, it, it's theologically been probably the most important of the Gospels, I would say, historically, and, and people relish the, the theological. But, mm -hmm. but in terms of its historical accuracy, it's, it, if you were there, you would not have heard Jesus say these things, probably. It's a later theological. No, not in so many words. Yeah. Not like that. No, okay. Not in so many words. So does that mean uh, Dr. Evans thinks that uh, Jesus 
did say those things, but just we don't have the exact direct quote? Uh, no, I think he leans more to the idea that these were he said statements. At least that's what usually comes out of liberal scholarship is that the so-called Johannine community, which were people who were taught by John and then people who were taught by people who were taught by John, who were making up this kind of theology as they went along and then retrodicting them back into Jesus. So once they decided that Jesus was the light of the world, they then put those words into Jesus' mouth and wrote it that way in the gospel according to John, which was not written by John, but was a product of this so-called Johannine community. But really, for a Christian, it, you, it's extremely uh, inappropriate to put words into Jesus' mouth. It is. And this is something else we could spend time on, maybe in a different program. But the idea that what people considered scripture, there was what's something called an inscriptional curse. And you find the church fathers talking about it and elsewhere. And you see it at least three or four times in the Bible itself, this idea that God will curse you if you change his words. You see that in Deuteronomy 4.2. You see it in Proverbs 30. You see it, of course, towards the end of Revelation. These warnings do not add to his words, do not take away from his words. And we know from the writings of, of these early Christians that people were quite afraid to alter the words of, of the Lord. They believed Scripture was the Word of God. This idea that people would glibly take it upon themselves to put words into the mouth of Jesus as if he said them this is completely a liberal construct. It's, it has nothing to do with the actual books, with how they were written, with how they were received from the beginning, and with the kind of idea of the day that you do not change God's words. I'm very surprised to hear an evangelical scholar go along with this idea. And, and, and even right out saying, oh, we don't really disagree a lot on, on this, do we? Our charitic Bart Arman. Unfortunately, I'm not. Sur I'm surprised that you're still surprised. I, it seems like nothing's surprising anymore. Yes, I, I, I can't criticize you for saying that. Uh, unfortunately, then he talked about that there are historical details in John, but he called them. What did he call them? Nuggets. Nuggets, and you know what nugget is? Like you're digging for gold, and you go through this big ton of dirt, and here and there you find a little piece of gold. So. When you talk about historical nuggets in the gospel, and certainly when liberal scholars speak about... That means most of it is not historical. Exactly, exactly. Most of it is made-up stuff, but here and there you might find a historical detail. And it's a way to... It's, 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 it's a neat uh, get-out-of-jail card free, because anytime you can find something demonstrating historicity, you can say, well, that's just a nugget. <laughs> the, the rest is not historical. Well, where's your evidence for that? None. Trust me, I have a PhD. I'm a scholar. But but here we have Armin, Dr. Armin, flat out saying, so you agree it's not historical? And Evan says, yep, I agree. He didn't say those things. Let's continue. If you were there, you would not have heard Jesus say these things, probably. It's a later theological No, reflection. not in so many words. Yeah. Not like that. No, okay. I don't think so. So if, if we toss John out, what well, about... Well, we're not tossing John out, but... <laughs> And by the way, Bart, I object to like saying it's not historically accurate. 
Well, if something that isn't, isn't exactly historical, how is it not historically accurate? It'd be like saying, you mean the parable? The parable was a fiction that Jesus told? It's not an actual event? You mean it's not historically accurate? Right. Well, we would have to argue what John was intending to produce, whether he was That's intending. exactly what the question and, and is. And we have, no, yeah. we have no access to his intentions. And that's what, well, and that's true for anything from exactly. antiquity, I suppose. Okay, so well, that's okay. why we do exegesis. All right, so um, if, if we agree that John is not historically accurate, which one of the Gospels is? <laughs> yeah. All right, no, you, you have said that Jesus didn't say, okay, you, you are not going to use John as a blueprint for writing the life, the historical life of Jesus. Please note that this is a multi-part series. If you have missed any episodes and would like to listen to them, they will all be available on our YouTube channel and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can find the links to these on our website, truthinmydays.com, or you can look for Truth In My Days on YouTube as one word. Wow. Any comments on that? Okay, so so it looks like... Uh... Dr. Evans is trying to defend himself, but it sounds to me almost like saying John is is like a historical fiction that got the, the details right. So in that way, it's historically accurate, but it's still like a historical fiction book or a, a story that's set in that time period. You could get all the details right, but, it doesn't, but the story itself isn't true. Yes, yes, they could be seen that way. He he likened it to a parable, as like a parable. What's scary here is he says, well, you can't say it's not historical if it wasn't meant to be historical. As it's a bogus charge on it. It is meant to be historical. To say that it's not historical is, is a huge problem. And then he's... Armin is saying, essentially, well, when it comes to historical Jesus, let's toss out the gospel according to John, uh, which does sound very much like what Evans is saying. And then he says, no, no, we're not tossing it out. And people are laughing. I wonder where this discussion was held, because honestly, from the Christian point of view, this is not funny. This is not something that should be laughed at. And he says, we're not tossing out Jesus, but uh, we're not tossing out the gospel according to John, but it's not historical. Well, like, maybe he wants to keep it because of the nuggets. It's like a parable, he said. Though he didn't say, "Well, there's, there's his." He didn't even say there's history in it. He didn't even appeal the nuggets here. He said, "Well, I mean, you can't say it's historical, like a parable." If Jesus tells a parable of, of uh, the rich man and Lazarus, and he's telling a story to teach a lesson, well, people don't think this actually happened. It's just a parable. Well, yeah, but I guess now you have to ask: Did Jesus really tell that parable? Well, you would have to. But the the thing here is, yeah, nobody would ask if those are historical because they're understood to be made up stories meant to tell a lesson. So are we supposed to see the gospel according to John as that? A made up story meant to teach lessons and nothing more. If not, then why is Evans calling this or comparing it to a parable? That makes no sense. Both of them made this mistake when they said that we have no access to John's Intent, well, we do exactly. He tells us flat out what his intention is. There in John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31. Can you read that for us? And truly Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, 
which are not written in this book, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. But that seems to me a pretty clear statement of his uh, intention in writing this. Well, it, it does, but we know that with other important verses, liberals find ways to argue that, oh, those verses weren't really there. Or do they do that with these verses of intention in John? Does anyone say, oh, these aren't accurate, they weren't there? Well, if they're saying that this wasn't even written by John, then they would say that see, you can't use this to find John's intention because this wasn't John writing it. This was some kind of Johannine community. And I can see liberal skeptical scholars saying that. I'm, I don't know why an evangelical scholar would agree with that. And then perhaps what was actually interesting, you saw at the end of the clip, Dr. Arman said, so you don't consider John historically reliable a basis for telling us a story about, about Jesus. Which gospel book do you consider historically reliable? What was Dr. Arman's answer? I don't think, he, did he even give an answer? There was silence. He, 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 not only did he not answer, but Dr. Arman was sitting there waiting for him to say something, and he didn't. There was no answer. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Unfortunately, we have run out of time, but please join us for the next part, same time and same place. Thank you for listening to the Truth In My Days podcast with John Torse. If you like our content, please share this information with family and friends. It helps us a lot. We also would love to hear from you. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Truth In My Days as one word again. Truth In My Days as one word. No spaces in between. Or reach us by email at info at truthinmydays.com. You may also visit our website for more comprehensive material and to learn more about our ministry. Our website is truthinmydays.com. Thank you. Thank you.